0: Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. I am Jen, the host and creator of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. Uh, Today I'm talking with Amber Roy and she is a business entrepreneur who is just all things business. She uh, used to have kind of a high-end dog service business here in Calgary and now she is living abroad and has an even bigger business. So I am excited to have you chat with me, Amber. Yay, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So I know we met a few years ago um, when I was looking for a commercial photography studio and you had kind of a high-end loft space that you were looking to rent out. Um, it honestly seems like 17 years ago that that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's been a long time. Oh, a lot of has happened. Right, lots has happened. Um, so I know things are super crazy where you are. So first and foremost, how are you guys holding up?
1: Um,, yeah, I think we're kind of getting to, well, I guess I'm getting to the point where, um like we're obviously taking it very seriously here in Italy. Um, there are like my little village, you're not allowed to exit your house. The little old men who like to visit, you know, from a few meters away are no longer allowed to sit on benches and visit with each other a few meters away, even. so, um, it's very strict. Um, they've like implemented like 3000 euro fines for anyone who's caught, wow. um, like essentially breaking the laws. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it kind of sucks. Um, definitely wasn't prepared for it. No, totally. I last minute, like kind of overnight moved in with my boyfriend and his parents. And, uh, so that's been, <laughs> <another> interesting.
0: <laughs> overnight? Aspect. well, just jumping with both feet, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And so I uh, brought, like, basically a tiny suitcase with me. And so I don't really have much here either. So
0: it's been interesting nothing (laughs) like testing a relationship like being quarantined together
1: yeah I think if we make it through this we can make it through absolutely
0: I think everybody who is married is in that boat they're like if we survive this we can do anything together exactly um I know your boyfriend (laughs) is Italian so is his family okay like over there Yeah, yeah um he
1: has had um like extended family members um like the entire family, um, caught the virus and okay. the wife was hospitalized in pretty serious condition. So, um, as far as I know, they're, I mean, the rest of the family is stable right now and I think she's kind of just maintaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Just day by day um, over there. Yeah. Yeah. And you just do your part to, I mean, basically just keep indoors and that's, you can, yeah, it, it's, that's the safest way to go is you know he has a nephew a young nephew as well and um like the young ones their lungs aren't big enough um and so we are you know it's due diligence like unfortunately we don't get to see them anymore and we
0: just do video calls so mm-hmm. yeah no absolutely having two young ones myself it's uh sometimes just mm-hmm. a risk you don't want to take right Yeah, exactly. It's not worth it. Well, I'm glad that everybody is, if they're, if they are sick, that they're being taken care of and sending all my love over there. Um, So why don't we start by kind of telling everybody who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Well, um, we already,
1: my name is Amber Roy, um, (laughs) as as the listeners already know, um, and I'm the owner of the Control Lab. Um, so we basically help small business owners build value in their businesses, uh, while simultaneously helping them avoid
0: burnout through digital delegation. Okay. Awesome. Which I think every entrepreneur has gone through that for sure.
1: Yeah. So. Or they're building up to it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how did you kind of stumble upon this path?
1: Um. Honestly, it was kind of like the, the phrase been there done that kind of comes to mind. Uh-huh. Um, so I like through uh, my last business was so burnt out. Uh-huh. I had reached a point, I think the climax of it all, I was working a hundred hours a week, oh my gosh. um, is a lot, <laughs> yeah, I did, like two full-time jobs and then a part-time job. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, and so I will never forget that time in my life. I was sleeping, and I'm doing the finger quotations right now. Yeah, um, at the hotel, at the pet hotel, um, which means dogs are barking all night, and so there really is no such thing as sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was sneaking in showers before the staff and the clients would arrive in our grooming bay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, that was probably like my rock bottom and I was you, the lowest I had, I, that was it. Like I'm, I'm like trying to like spot shower myself before my staff arrived to work. So this is, um, this is my rock bottom and I, I just got to a point where I knew I needed to change something and it couldn't get any worse. It, yep. There is no getting worse. And so, um, I decided to work with a business coach at that time Um, despite the price tag. And she was life changing for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, it was just a mental shift. And I finally just reached that point of desperation, I think. Um, But I still like found myself like wishing and hoping that just this like angel of a person existed that could just come into my business um, and take something anything mm-hmm. off my plate so because it it feels like you're drowning and yeah. it, it feels like there's always something yeah absolutely and um and a lot of the times when you bring in like team members employees or family members it just feels like there's some kind of a liability or a blowback or you end up having to fix their mistakes mm-hmm. and so I think that's kind of where the idea was born okay where I wanted to be more of like a lifesaver, and I wanted to be like this superhero side kick for small business owners
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I essentially wanted to be the person that I needed at that time. I was just going to say, yeah, absolutely
0: you've You've created uh filling that void that a lot of people have. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now, obviously, very different business than what you did previously. Have you brought anything over from the other business or maybe what you didn't want to oh, bring over? So many things. Oh, man. Um, I think
1: towards the end of the last year, I like really kicked into high gear with my coach and I like tapped into the magic of business automation. And that was when things just got better and better and better. And I slowly began to like swim up to the top, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I brought all of that with me and more. And so I think through that experience, it kind of shaped this
0: path for me. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Okay. So how would you say that this business has kind of helped you find a better work-life balance and allow you the time freedom to kind of live your best life over there while quarantined? (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, quarantine.
0: Best yeah. quarantine life.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the last year has been pretty incredible. Um, after I sold my business, I traveled, I backpacked through Central America for three, four months
0: uh-huh.
1: and um, returned home to basically, so I downsized before I left, like the really cliche, like, garbage all my stuff, sold my car, uh-huh. um, came home and I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> downsized even more. It's incredible how much how much stuff you accumulate. Over oh my gosh, absolutely. that much time and um and so that granted me a little bit of freedom. And then yeah, the digital nomad lifestyle. Um, I don't know if becoming a digital nomad or working from home necessarily helped me find a better work life balance. I think if anything, it kind of is a worse work life balance. Mm, totally. Because yeah. Um, because you don 't have that physical barrier anymore of like going into you know before I was going into my office at the hotel and hey team and you know a separate location altogether, and so now that you 're at home um, it 's completely different, but it, uh-huh. you know it has given me that freedom to travel and explore, which i 'm super super grateful for, um, but I think at the end of it it's it 's important to establish some kind of a separation between the two. And so I like to make sure like I'm a really extroverted kind of person, and so right now this is I'm really adapting
0: <laughs> absolutely
1: <laughs> because I usually will just go to a cafe or a co-working space mm-hmm. um, to kind of break up the the environment I call it. Yeah, um, sometimes I'll even like pop onto YouTube and throw on like a cafe playlist to pretend I'm it. in a cafe. I love it. <laughs> just close your eyes. <laughs> you just hear the hustle and bustle and, uh, okay, great. Like you're just, you're just in the background and it's great. Um, I also, um, like to, you know, make sure I get my exercise in. It's really important. Um, just that you're not like stuck in the house all the time. You were just like stuck working. So I, I change, I'll like do my makeup and my hair. Uh-huh. Like I have a whole other persona essentially yeah. like, work Amber. And everyone knows it. (laughs) And then I have like, okay, guys, I'm off. And I usually don't have my phone like on or around me. Mm -hmm. And um,
0: I kind of unplug. Totally. Which I think is when you are in anything digital or like social media related, you absolutely need to unplug. Which I feel like this time and all of this craziness that we're going through is actually the perfect time to unplug. Like to actually like pull out for a couple hours. (laughs) It's...
1: I think it is, but I think, yeah, I think there's a lot of people right now who are feeding into the frenzy on social media. Uh, and so uh-huh. I myself, it's difficult because a lot of my work is on social media. And so mm-hmm. unfortunately, that's kind of requi- a requirement. Totally. However, on my personal time last week, yeah, I took a, I took an entire day and I was like, nope, yeah. I just don't want to see Anything that has to do with it. Um, and people are just going mental, your feeds are blowing up. So it was kind of nice to just Unplugged. kick back. Yeah. Yeah. And uh talk to my boyfriend, hang out with him and
0: our future plans and totally. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's uh, it's crazy. Like you kind of get caught up, you're right in the frenzy or watching the news to see the amount of cases. And so sometimes when I say unplug like Facebook's horrible for people just sharing articles that are just like, they don't even read them. Um, Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Instagram is a little bit better that way. And so I feel like, just do your business, whatever your business is, but try mm-hmm. to unplug from your right, like the news and the media frenzy, because that's what bogs you down yeah. completely. Like, I haven't watched the news at all today, so it actually feels good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm not a news person, and and the news here is in Italian, so I mean, I, I can understand pieces of it, but I'm yeah. not 100% fluent in my Italian yet, so totally. it is still a little difficult for me. But um, yeah, I haven't subscribed to like cable TV in, oh man, like. Over a decade. So. Well, working
0: 100 hours a week, you didn't have time to watch TV. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> um, so, quick question before we kind of go into your business question What okay. made you pick up and leave and go to Italy? Was it your boyfriend or is it somewhere you wanted to go? No, actually, um, I am part
1: Italian. Okay. And so, my family is from a part of my family's from Italy, and I was thinking like the whole, you know, retrace your roots. I've always wanted to visit like all the countries of my heritage. I've been to Finland, which is another part of my heritage. And I've been mm-hmm. to France, but I've never been to Italy. And mm-hmm. so um, I started thinking, okay, Italy, maybe I'll go work there. I could learn the language. I've always wanted to learn one of these three languages.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Why not Italian? it's very close to Spanish. Um, and then I had like a long lost cousin reach out to me. Amazing. And... It was just, like, meant to be. It was destiny. He messaged me about the same time I was getting everything together for my work visa, and um, it just, it happened. Had you talked to him before? No, nothing. Oh, what? He's, like, a fourth cousin. So my great-great-grandfather was his great-grandfather's brother. Oh, Wow. Yeah. (laughs) And um, yeah. And it was crazy. He was looking for the man that he was named after. And that was my great, great grandfather. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. And so you just booked a flight and you're like, all right, I'm coming. And I was like, you know what, man, I was already thinking Italy and you've confirmed it. (laughs) And I'm coming to visit. I want to meet you. I want to meet the family. I want to see where I came from. And, uh, and they were on board. They were in. And so they speak English he speaks partial English (laughs) partial my other cousin uh actually lived in the UK for a little while so he's he's more fluent okay um but my uncle who I spent the majority of my time with none like polite English for like guests had a dictionary right beside him no like uh like the polite oh
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like this slight nod and smile. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, my, my family's from Germany and my husband's family is from Switzerland. And so for our honeymoon, we went over there, we started in Frankfurt and met my family for a couple of days, which I hadn't seen since I was like 10 years old. Um, wow. the older cousins speak like, kind of broken English, like way better yeah. than the older family. Um, but my husband, cause he's Swiss. So they have like a different dialect of German. He spent the majority yes. of the time communicating with my family. And I just sat there <laughs> with a the polite <laughs> nod. I'm like, okay, like this. This. <laughs> this is fun. I only know I no in German. Kind. <laughs> <Nine, Yeah. nine." laughs>
1: It's a hard language that I spent a month in Germany and it is a very difficult language to It's an aggressive speak. language for sure. It's it's very um I don't know how to yeah, like, how it's how aggressive, roady, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I and so
1: like,
0: um the comparison is like it's just such an aggressive sounding language. So mm-hmm. the word butterfly is like the most like you have to look it up the most like aggressive aggressive sounding word for butterfly and it's such a delicate word it's so funny totally off topic but I have so ironic
1: think. no it is and it's it's hilarious but it's it's true and it's kind of been my experience here a little bit just like the polite mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I and love it. in Italy it's the, kind of the same situation where I'm dealing with a lot of different dialects <laughs> so in Depending Italy on every live, yeah every like town basically has oh. their own language and so um it's like slang on a whole other level
0: <laughs> and yeah. so is your boyfriend teaching you italian
1: we're kind of teaching each other so i'm teaching him english and he's teaching me italian okay all um, right be- because he plans on coming back with me uh to canada at some point okay I so let's come back here <laughs> eventually <laughs> um for a period of time yeah okay okay
0: awesome um, and how did you two meet? Last, last personal question. I promise. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. Um, we met on the Tinder. Oh, Tinder! Like while you were there. Once you got there, you downloaded. Yeah. Once I got here, you know, when you
1: don't speak the language, it's a little hard to meet people. And um, I use like Tinder or Bumble, depending on like when I'm traveling people, to yeah. meet other people. Yep. Yeah. And, um, in Italy, it fumbles, not a thing really. And, okay. Um, so I was resorted to Tinder and
0: <laughs> we went out for dinner and the rest is history. I love it. I love it. Amazing. Okay. So let's dive back into business. So let's you just gotcha. kind of talk whether like, let's just say a new client comes your way. And they're kind of okay. service-based. So whether it would be, say, my photography business or your you know, dog business, like your hotel business, um, and they need better systems and automation and they're at that burnout stage, what would you do as like a first step for them?
1: Um, at burnout stage, I would address like the most problematic issues and the like the biggest pain points in their business at that point in time, what they considered to be their biggest pain points okay. because those are are likely producing the most amount of stress which Mm -hmm. is likely carrying over to their personal life um and throwing a lot of that balance out of whack Mm -hmm. um so that's where I would start because that's where it's going to feel most effective for them it might Mm -hmm. not you know numbers or or business-wise be most effective but it will feel most effective and give them more relief absolutely um if let's just say there was no significant like pain point and um, they were just a business owner who's looking to scale their business with the help of an experienced entrepreneur, uh-huh. then I would go through like a task analysis with them. Okay. And so we kind of touch on that. We, I I did a blog post on our website called how to delegate and it kind of talks about that process. Um, it's simple, but it's basically once you're, it's increasing your awareness about what you're actually doing in your business. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, there's thinking about what you do and then there's what you're actually doing on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And when you diarize that, you're like, man, I spend a lot of time doing these things that are really menial. uh, And I need to like cut that out or I need to delegate that or why am I spending so much time doing that? Like, what's Mm -hmm. the problem? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, that, that analysis allows us to identify those systems and processes that will have a bigger impact, um, but also have a bigger cost savings associated
0: if we work on improving them. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. Um, okay. So obviously you would then talk to them, just all things business. Like you basically take them under your wing and just kind of figure out the best route for all things. Right. I know how hard yeah. it would be to delegate things. It's like you want that control because it's your business and it's hard yeah. to, to let go and delegate, but some things are just, yeah, you need to delegate. them.
1: <laughs> it's, you just can't do it all. Right. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not humanly physically possible to do it all. I, I was human proof. Like I, I lived mm-hmm. that. I did that a hundred hours a week. I still couldn't do it all. Um, and I had 15 employees. And so it's a matter of making them more efficient and more effective
0: Mm -hmm. and,
1: and improving processes in your business and communication that will allow you to take what you feel you need to do off your plate. And so it's definitely, there's a mind shift involved, a really big mindset shift involved. Yeah. Um, and once you make it like the power, the magic that happens afterwards
0: is just, it's incredible. No, for sure. It's almost like ripping off a band aid, right? Like you're so afraid to do it, but once you do it, like you can't look back and remember that you, you performed a different way. Yep.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I just like think about like the first time I cliff jumped, the first time I skydived, like those are crazy things. Yeah. But once I was on the ground, I was like, oh, my freaking God, that's incredible. It was amazing. I want to go again. Yeah. And it's just that rush afterwards where you're like, oh, yeah. And then there's a trap because once you learn to delegate, uh, you don't want to do anything. (laughs) Well, But also some people abdicate. They're just like, oh, you do this and I'm going to do this and this is great. But then they leave it at that. Mm. And that's very slippery territory because when you abdicate versus delegating – it comes back to kind of bite you in the butt. Mm, Gotcha. So you're not relinquishing responsibility by delegating, but you're kind of empowering other people to perform these tasks at a high, at a high level Mm -hmm. and, you know, releasing yourself to do
0: more important projects for sure. No Projects that you're more passionate about doing. Totally. Um, So if a client was to come with you, how long do you typically have a relationship with them?
1: I I have a really high retention rate. Like forever. <laughs> like I think they just yeah. Um I haven't I don't know if I've had anyone leave me yet.
0: Mm. Um and if they've left, they've come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they tried to do it so, on their own without you and realize that they need you.
1: Yeah, or it turns into like uh yeah. I think a lot of the times, um as small business owners and like solopreneurs, you know, if you don't have a partner, especially um, it's kind of nice to be held accountable to someone. Uh-huh. And it's also nice to have someone kind of on your level. The thing with me is I, I don't just, you know, perform these tasks. Uh-huh. I'm not like a, I don't like calling us a virtual assistant because that's not what we are. Uh-huh. I come up with solutions and ideas. And so I have no problem, um, you know, improving these, uh, processes and these systems and generating new ideas, um, completely Uh for my clients. And so I, I think a lot of the times I'm, I'm giving them these light bulb moments and it's,
0: it's regenerating them a lot. No, for sure. Um, okay. So let's play like devil's advocate for a second. (laughs) If you could take your, your hotel business that you have previously, what systems would you put in place to help the old Amber? like before burnout or after burnout? (laughs) Before burnout, like to avoid burnout. To
1: avoid burnout. I think the biggest thing that would have saved me so much time is scripting my business. Uh Um, Creating scripts is so, so, so important. Um, But also creating scripts that don't sound like scripts Uh is an art. Uh And so... Um, it's difficult to do that, but I think it's very important and it would have been a really big time saver for me. And scripts as in what exactly? Oh, you can script almost anything. Um, (laughs) I like, I would have scripted my entire, um, like new client process. So if someone messages me saying, Hey, I want to get my dog walked. Um, I would have had an, like an automatic message to
0: send them. Okay. So um, and before that, you were writing them all every single time.
1: Yeah. Like just okay. personally responding to everything. Um, and I know people feel like it loses authenticity, but it, it kind of depends on, I, I guess that, that kind of boils down to what your end goals are as a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if, if Amber only wanted to ever be one dog walker, Amber, yeah, then I would have a limited number of clients I could take on. And absolutely I'd personally respond Mm -hmm. Um, But I was Amber who wanted to grow a larger business and kind of get off the tools, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, And that meant
0: learning to write those scripts. Totally. Awesome. Um, Okay. So let's talk marketing for a second. Um, What would you say are the best ways to kind of market a business regardless of what it is?
1: (laughs) regardless of what it is, I
0: would say, I would always
1: say it depends, it depends on the business because yeah. everyone has different needs based on their industry, their mission, their values, their desires. Like I said, if I was Amber, who didn't want to grow my business and just wanted a full time job, essentially, mm-hmm. it would be different than Amber, who wants to scale up and have, you know, a hundred employees. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like overall general marketing advice, that's good for anyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, takes money to make money. Mm -hmm. Um, Keeping in mind that that time is also a currency. People Mm -hmm. think that their time is free. Your time is not free. Yeah. Your time is worth something. Yeah. And so you have to think about what you're relinquishing in potential pay from a client in order to perform a service that you're maybe not qualified or don't have a clue how to perform.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that better for you in the long run or not? No, totally. Um, what would you kind of say to avoid for marketing? I know marketing has changed a lot in 10 years.
1: Ooh, yeah. um, well, I guess a couple other pieces of advice. Know your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't try and create a product for, you know, like you have a product and who can buy that product. And you have to think like... Marketing to those people. Where are they going to be? Um, you know, if you're a big engineering firm, are you really going to be on like focusing on Instagram or focusing on like social media? No. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but social media is not your strategy. Yeah. Um. So know your audience. Set smart goals. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of all know the acronym SMART. Um, and biggest and above all is test and measure. And track KPIs and KPIs for anyone who doesn't know what that means means uh, key performance indicators uh-huh. um, review your marketing campaigns and adjust them accordingly. Uh-huh. So if something's not working, you need to know when or if it's not working and if you're not tracking any of those KPIs, then how are you going to know? Yeah for so sure. making nope. All sure that, makes sense. that you you know your numbers. It's not just money numbers, it's you know how many leads you're getting in a month, what your conversion rate looks like. So, um, and then if it's not working, try something new. Yeah. No, and, uh, and test it for a time, it has to be consistent and it has to, you know, you have to give something time to mm-hmm. gain some kind of a, a momentum. So uh, anyone who wants to run a social media campaign for a month, I tell them, whoop, I, <laughs> Yeah, if this longer. is new for you, nope, it's not gonna work. I can guarantee it. Yeah. Um so that's kind of like a general over overall advice. Um and I think as far as avoiding, it's it's more so a mentality thing. Um try to think outside of the box and be open minded. Mm-hmm. And you know, going back to, like, it takes money to make money and your your time is a currency. You know, really think about that and really evaluate that. And, you know, when it comes to work-life balance, like, do you want to be doing things that you hate doing? Like, mm-hmm. if, you, if you hate doing bookkeeping, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Don't do yes. the
0: bookkeeping. <laughs> There's lots of people who that is their strength so
1: some people that's their strength and they love it and great and they're yeah. going to be better at it and they're going to do it faster yeah and you're going to do better you're going to do things better and faster
0: at the things that you love so exactly kind of uh, so delicate yeah. your bookkeeping to someone who loves it yeah <laughs> If you hate something, please don't do it. I know. And it's so funny, like as an entrepreneur, you just hold on to everything, even if you hate some parts of it, like for me, like, like blogging or updating my website and things like that. Um, and so, oh, that's my dog. Um, and so, yeah, you just need to kind of, I don't know, just delegate all of the things that you hate, like really assess your business.
1: Yeah. It just has, it's like a, there's a freedom associated with it. Right. And, um, you know, at one point, yeah, I was Amber wearing all the hats, but Amber wearing all the hats was not Amber wearing the best hat. Like I did kind of everything. Okay. But I didn't do anything real great. And I think that's kind of where I started clicking for me because I'm a creative. And so when in my business, I noticed, I was just like, I never had ideas I was always like frazzled and my brain just wasn't turning on and like what is happening. And I realized like that was, you know, a part of my rock bottom where I was just like, how is this? I'm always the, I'm the idea girl. Mm -hmm. I always got ideas. So yeah,
0: I think it's just that awareness. No, totally. Just knowing your business in and out and knowing what is what you're capable of letting go of. I think. Like there are yeah. certain things, like for instance, you know, in my photography business, like I think everything, but the shooting part of it, like actually taking mm-hmm. my camera to a session, the other things yeah. that I could delegate my editing, my emails to clients, my website, but there are certain things, but like, that's also my passion is the shooting part of it. So finding the mm-hmm. things that you're right, like making a big list and stuff and just figuring it out.
1: Yeah. And I really like when, when I did that for myself. So I did that previously with the, with the pet service company Mm -hmm. and, and I was, I tracked literally everything. So when I say, um, you know, this task analysis, it meant every minute I was tracking everything I did. If I was on social media for 15 minutes messaging clients, that was in there. Mm -hmm. If, you know, for two minutes I had someone come upstairs and ask me a question that was in there. Mm-hmm. and the time and so um you just really you get this awareness like holy crap like at the end of the day sometimes you're like how did I how did the day get away from me like I feel like I did nothing yeah and when you look at this task analysis you're like I didn't do nothing but like why am I spending so much time on this mm-hmm. and why am I why am I being passed so many phone calls like why can't they answer these questions mm-hmm. absolutely or you know so yeah um it really, like that awareness is so powerful and it's tedious in the beginning. Like, believe me, did I want to be writing down for one minute, someone came upstairs and asked me a question. It feels <laughs> like it takes more time to write it down than it totally. does them ask me the question. But that knowledge it gives you so much value just knowing what you're actually doing. In no, a day.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, before we kind of close off here, um, obviously you're living in Italy. Whereabouts are you living? Uh, so
1: my village is Campania and it's, uh, in the South of Italy. Okay.
0: Um, it's a little mountain town, probably about an hour and a bit away from Napoli. Okay. Awesome. Um, so obviously with everything going on and being isolated and stuff, how have you managed kind of a work-life balance while still being self-isolated and obviously mm-hmm. under extreme stressful circumstances? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've,
1: like I said, I've kind of got a few other factors. I've kind of lived by myself for the last 12 years. Um, and, uh, and I haven't lived with parents since I was 16. Mhm. <laughs> So, um, and, and here in Italy, it's normal to live with your parents um, until Forever. you're basically married and have your own children. <laughs> yeah. So you could be like 40 or 50 years old until you move out. And it's normal. Um, so it's cultural, too. There's a lot of cultural factors I'm facing here in Italy. Um, I, think, I think the way that I'm kind of managing my work-life balance uh, best is, you know, I get dressed every day. Uh, mm-hmm. I put on my boots, they're my work boots and I go to work and I have three designated spaces where I work. Okay. Um, so I work out of a makeshift office in this spare bedroom,
0: yeah.
1: uh, out of the bedroom where we sleep or in the kitchen. If there is no one in there, if it's not occupied and being used. Okay. Got so I've designated spaces. Um, I generally have like a coffee and a water with me. I put my headphones in. People know not to bother me. I ask them questions unless it's really important. So I communicate clearly with the people that I'm staying with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they all know right now that I have important phone calls and meetings um, taking place. So they're not playing the guitar or turning the TV very loud. They're really respectful. So yeah. that's amazing. Uh, I think the, the communication factor is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, we all eat our meals together. Um, so we eat lunch and dinner together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's an Italian thing. it must be. yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of nice and we and I always see plug for those. Um, what else do I kind of do to keep my work life balance in check? Um, oh, we decided recently I was a uh, certain, you know we have no end date, which mm-hmm. is kind of the hardest part of this whole thing, right for is you sure. don't have a exit by this date yeah um originally it was april 3rd. it's now april 18th i believe <laughs> okay all right so <laughs> so it just kind of and so uh actually last night i had my i had my little moment mm-hmm. and um and my little night of being sad because we're we're we don't get our couple time we don't get our our dates we don't get our mm-hmm. you know time to go hike in the mountains or anything like that and so we decided we're going to start taking a few meals a week to cook meals together mm-hmm. um, and separately from his parents mm-hmm. so that we get to have a chance to have that more intimate time together. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start coming up with some creative ways to have date night in an apartment with his parents. <laughs> <laughs> I love the
0: creativity.
1: Yeah. So Even it's, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. Bedroom. It might be the spare bedroom. It might be the terrace. Yeah, yeah, It could be the second kitchen. Who knows? I love
0: it. Yeah. No, it's also so important to have kind of space as well.
1: Yeah, it's just we're really adapting. Um, Obviously, we have to. There's no other choice. Mm -hmm. Um, Physically, I'm really lucky. My boyfriend is super active, and so um, he kind of motivates me uh, that way. So Mm -hmm. we have five floors in the apartment building and I typically run the floors like once a week. Um, and then we do, uh, his trainer actually loaned him some weights, which was Mm. really nice. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we have weights and we just do kind of plyometric stuff, um, like some sit-ups and, you know, the good old things you can do in your living room type thing. Yep. Once in in a while, we'll use a YouTube video or like for yoga practice or like those Mm -hmm um, videos where you don't actually need any equipment or like weights or anything special. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, awesome. and I've also been paying because of the reduced activity paying mm-hmm. more attention to what I'm eating for sure. Yeah. Because I obviously can't really change that. I can't just magically like there's no running around this house. No, totally. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so where are I you guys could... getting food and stuff from? So we, we go to the market. Um, oh we have like, that's allowed. Yeah, it it is allowed. However, it is a process. So Mm -hmm. I tried going today and it was just such a huge lineup. So Mm -hmm. they only allow like a few people in the market and it's a supermarket. So it's, it's a decent size. Mm -hmm. Um, and there was like maybe a dozen people waiting outside for like 10 minutes. And I said, you know what? No, Mm I'm, I'm not, we'll go to uh, we went and picked up uh, a couple loaves of bread like the food related stores are open so like Mm -hmm. they call them um and they're kind of like um butchers that carry some vegetables for cooking meat as well okay um and they like bread stores and stuff open so things that are actually necessary i like to say because i saw the canadians list of (laughs) businesses that are necessary and right (laughs) it's insane I know and it's you guys are not the worst of it yet and I hope it doesn't get to this point that it is in Italy right now but um if it does then you can expect that you're going to lose a lot of those um what you might consider essential services for sure
0: no absolutely I mean it's uh it's scary as a Canadian to watch what's going on and know that it's coming, especially now looking at like the states and how quickly their numbers have increased. So I think every Canadian is just praying and hoping that what we've done has been enough to kind of, you know, dwindle the numbers and kind of just deal with what's here. Um, yeah, but it is scary as I think, it like it's no different for you guys. You guys probably looked at, you know, China and those areas knowing that it was going to come to you. But I mean, there was no way of knowing Italy was going to be as hard hit as it was. You know,
1: I think the problem with Italy is, um, man, they're tough buggers over here. And, you know, they just like stubborn, um, they're really, yeah. And they're kind of stubborn. And so they're like, ah, it's a cold, no big deal. Like, you know, they go to work sick all the time. Mm-hmm. Like that's normal life here. Um, like the economy wasn't great before the virus. And so oh. now I like, like, that's what I said in the beginning is I'm really worried about what this is going to do to the economy when people are out of work. Um, and they work for peanuts, like, oh, for sure. Uh, like a qualified, like a, a high level, um, let's say high level trades job mm-hmm. in Canada versus here, um, you're going to make probably six to eight times more than an Italian would make for the same job. Wow. So full-time high-level trades here could make about 800 euro a month, which is maybe around a thousand
0: or so Canadian dollars. My goodness. And so is the cost of living quite low there or is it high? Uh, no, I wouldn't say the cost
1: of living is much different. It's a little bit cheaper for vegetables and okay. they're a little more accessible because it's obviously a humored, uh, more humid climate uh-huh. and uh, we can grow those things almost year round, right? We don't uh-huh. really have a winter. They uh-huh. call it winter and I laugh at them because I'm, I'm a Canadian and I know what winter really <laughs> looks like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but they can still grow things year round. So um, in that aspect, it's a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also switched to like a vegetarian vegan diet. I'm kind of, I think they call it flexitarian. Okay. And so that's cheaper for anyone's room. For <laughs> yeah. For um, sure. But uh, otherwise, no, it's kind of that par. Uh, yeah. All the expenses are kind of the same. The phones, I will say, man, North America gouges you for cell phones. Oh, gosh. I yeah. pay... 15 euro which is maybe around uh, 20 23 or so canadian dollars a month for like whole the like mother load i have 30 gigabytes of data um unlimited like whatsapp facebook messenger all those types of things like oh it's crazy what you get I was like, what? Oh, my God. They don't even have 30 gigabyte packages in
0: Canada. <laughs> oh gosh. You didn't even want to know what I paid so, for cell um, phone. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh goodness. Um, okay. So, you kind of said April 18th is the date that the Italians kind of have. What do you mean by that?
1: I don't believe it for <laughs> one second. Okay. I, honestly, it's it changes by the day. Yeah. Um, and it's, we're, like, we're kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking at China and how long it took for them, right? I think not it was really. around 10 weeks or so. They started slowly introducing normal. And, mm-hmm. I mean, normal is going to be different for every country. So, um, I don't see that happening in the next three, I don't see normal happening in the next three weeks. but we Are you guys kind of seeing cases low at all? Not Not really. Not really nope um and we're not even see the the death toll slow down like the it's the still quite death. high yeah mm-hmm. we kind of get around um a thousand a day my goodness. um and i mean when you think about the population it's not a huge number in terms of the population but the problem is the infrastructure like the medical infrastructure mm-hmm. so it's just been completely overwhelmed here yeah um you know, in Lombardy, I think it was they like the the entire hospital staff was like contracted it, and there's been a number of deaths, of like doctors and nurses oh and people who are helping patients. So,
0: yeah. um, yeah, it got uh, pretty crazy. I think now people are taking it obviously seriously, way more seriously. Yeah, even yeah. the stubborn old Italians, as you called them. <laughs> 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 not really. Are they still not? Hey.
1: Some of them, yes, and some of them, no. Um, You know, like, generally, social social distancing means, like, you're you're at least one meter away from each other. You've got, like, masks on. And Steph and I, when we're just together, it's not a big deal. Uh Um, But this sweet little old man today just wanted to stop and chat with us. And he's, you know, grabbing our shoulders and our hands and doesn't even know the name of it. He says in Italian what's the thing called oh you mean coronavirus Franco
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh goodness gracious
1: oh I mean and he's fine bless his heart and I hope he stays that way but
0: um, you guys are just a friendly people in general so I think it's just a hard way of like changing your brain
1: I will say you know the cultural factor of us like kissing each other on the cheeks all the time yeah um obviously didn't help the situation. Right. For sure. So no it it escalated really quick and, um, yeah, we're really, we're people loving people. So yeah, no, exactly.
0: Bless your hearts. (laughs) I know it's probably so hard for those like older people that have just, that's all they've known is how to greet people that way. And now you can't even get close. I know the joke is like you elbow bump, but you can't even do that now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. I know what a crazy world we live in if you don't laugh you cry so yeah exactly exactly you have days and it's okay totally especially living there where you guys are literally in the middle of it like in the thick of it i mean so are we but not anywhere close to you guys but it's like it's okay to have heavy days it's okay to have sad days it's okay to just have a day where you're like this doesn't affect me today i'm just gonna go about my day and do my thing it's just we all deal with it so differently
1: yeah. And I think the important thing is just like communicate and talk about it. Reach uh-huh. out to your, your, your community, your people, totally. your family, your friends, um, whoever it's going to be. So, you know, I wasn't feeling too good yesterday and I and everyone in house now knows it. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> so. totally. And now they're um, going to be yeah. extra sweet to you today. Oh, totally.
1: Yeah. yeah. We, you know, we have plans in place to kind of adapt and change
0: to our new norm. Yep. Totally. 100%. And so do we. So it's, uh, it's just getting through this together, right? Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you for this chat. I know it's late over there, so I appreciate your time. I know a lot of entrepreneurs are going to love this chat and hopefully some of them reach out to you and help you in this situation. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm like really grateful for the opportunity and, um, yeah, and I'm That's glad fine. we got the opportunity to catch up. Totally. Um, lastly, if anybody wants to find you, where can they find you? Yes. Um, so our website is obviously mm-hmm.
1: Um, but we're also super active on Facebook, um, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So whichever, uh, I guess, network the, the
0: listeners prefer. Perfect. And just to clarify, it's not the word control. It is capital CTRL, correct? Correct. Okay. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amber and, uh, take care, stay safe and we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories, tag us in it and you'll share it. like you can't even imagine you guys are why we decided to do this show so thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time